it's these kids, man, these little liberal arts college kids who haven't seen a day outside of their women's studies classes and barista jobs at their friendly neighborhood Starbucks that have this delusional sense of reality. They will only know when they experience it because education is not the same as experience. Experience is far more valuable, probing truth. Capitalism versus socialism, round one. This is going to be a big one for me personally. It's going to be very fundamental. We're going to talk about the essence of each, um, break it down, compare it, compare different nations, etc. Um, use examples. But the thing with, with capitalism is the people who speak about it the most are the ones who don't truly, truly understand it. I mean, you have, and it's just, again, you know, I never intended to get into the political sphere and this podcast is definitely not political. Again, you know, I think politics is a ruse. It's just a play on how to obtain power through, through government, right? Um, power of the people, power of money, how to uh, uh, obtain money and re redistribute it when i see politics uh, or political figures you know they always get into politics uh less wealthy than they do when they leave you know what i mean like it's all about power when you think about pol politicians no no politician enters the political sphere already rich or it's, it's it's rare like donald trump so you have to question the motive of politicians, you know, it's all about power. It's all about, you know, having a stake in in the decisions and in the territory that comes with, um, you know, making decisions for for the country. So um, when I see people like AOC, Sanders, was that girl Oman? Like, it's just people are like, what have you done? Sanders is like ninety years old, and what has he done as far as you know? of what has he produced you know what i mean has he built a business built a service that has improved the lives of, of millions of people like what has he done this kid has been protesting for for the for the 90 years of his life i mean come on aoc was a bartender last year she doesn't know can't you know she can't tell a, a, a dollar from a euro this i mean come on you know what i mean so when I see the political landscape and I see these people speak of economics, I, I, I feel like I, am do, I must do the Lord's work and say something and speak up. You know what I mean? And this is not coming from me. I'm, it's not like I'm some sort of wise guy again. You know, I'm still young in my journey, but it is just things that I have absorbed from, from pe people who have been there, done that, books on, you know, millionaires you know, people who are, have been the 1%, people who are wise themselves, um, and is just passing on the information and, and trying to redistribute it um, in my in my way, in my words, with my um, twist on it, but at the same time, just kind of concentrated um, in order to provide that for people. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about mostly capitalism and how it's, the one true system of, of commerce in any society. But in order to speak about capitalism in its entirety, I, I, I have to touch on other topics and subjects that come up. 
when people try to diss it or argue against it. Um, this is like just the natural flow of the conversation nowadays when people speak about capitalism and the economy. Um, and for the most part, I, I will hold separate episodes for, for these topics, but it will come up today. So let's talk or let's start with a basic definition. Capitalism is the means of production is privately owned. So people can start their own business and profit from their own investments. They can seek their own ventures, their own dreams, their own personal goals, and reap whatever they sow. Since everyone has different abilities, different goals, different aspirations, different circumstances, the outcomes will inevitably be different for everyone. The chances of me, for example, being as good of a basketball player as a six foot seven man is low. You know, he will naturally have a physical advantage. The chances of me being as successful of a model as an extremely attractive young female is also very low. She has a natural advantage. The chances of me becoming as wealthy as a young Donald Trump who received a small loan of $1 million from his daddy is very, very low again. He had an advantage. A privilege, some might say. And this is correct. A privilege it is. But the most notable privilege someone has over another is the financial privilege that comes with the the decisions your parents make. This is 100% factual and true universally. Like I said, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, LeBron James, their kids will not be less privileged than a low-income white kid just because a kid is white. The white kid will not have white privilege or benefit with white privilege. What does that even even mean? You know what I mean? The the kids of the successful black actors or athletes, they will be more privileged because of the socioeconomic class that they have been born into. They will go into, you know, better uh, better schools, um, be better educated, be safer overall. I guess you know, be fed with with a with a better diet. All these things that come with being born into a higher socioeconomic class, having richer parents, etc. This caste, sort of caste system, where someone is born into a certain social class has existed for all of human history and societies around the world. India, for example, still has a caste system that affects millions of its citizens. Although they've passed laws essentially banning discrimination based on social class, the culture there is very much the same. Last names, for example, can be a good indicator of someone's historical economic class. If we bring it back to the states, this can be seen in urbanized communities. For example, names like Shaniqua or Letitia, Deshaun, for example, can also or usually indicate uh, a certain socioeconomic class with close proximity to old urban culture. The same goes for names like Juan Pablo and Maria Fernanda with Mexican culture. The same goes for, you know, Cletus, you know what I mean, like little Cletus, you know, little hillbilly boy or, 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 or something. Names like these are, are rough indicators way much more than simple skin color or gender skin color and gender are timeless culture and education levels fluctuate across generations you know i think it was just yesterday i saw a bald white gangster the other day with face tattoos and i think he was he was probably hispanic you know what i mean obviously because the dude was in in downey and i guess that doesn't mean that he's hispanic but I can tell from his facial features that he was Hispanic. And also, he's a cholo. I mean, cholos, you know what I mean? It's more common that they are Hispanic. But 
um, you know, this guy had face tattoos and baggy clothes. And I said to myself, I mean, people have to be absolutely out of their minds to actually think that we would perceive a properly dressed, respectful black man more threatening than this white dude who looks straight out of the can. I mean, shit's, in, shit's insane. It's these kids, man, these little liberal arts college kids who haven't seen a day outside of their women's studies classes and barista jobs at their friendly neighborhood Starbucks that have this delusional sense of reality. They will only know when they experience it because education is not the same as experience. Experience is far more valuable, probing truth. But like I was saying, the caste system has existed forever. In medieval ages, there was a strong social hierarchy. First clergy, then nobles, then knights, then peasants and serfs and shit. These niggas at the bottom were stuck there, son. Stuck. Guys, this this was the reality. This has been the reality for all of you know human history. You guys, we have never been this free ever. Imagine being born into a peasant family and never being able to move up in, in life because you're a peasant, son. Okay, and the prince and the pauper. This is nothing like America today. Let's talk about the Industrial Revolution because this is something on the level of like the dot-com bubble or something more modern. The revolution of industries that are responsible for supplying mankind with their basic survival needs have been game changers. And this is a byproduct of capitalism. It's a result of keeping up with the demand from people, right? The ever-growing demand with population, right? With more demand comes a need for more supply. And if manual labor cannot supply the demand, then you must invest in machinery with capital uh, or savings or investments. For example, England was the first nation to experience industrial revolution in the 1700s. Workers, for good reason, tried to resist the change because their jobs would become automated as they could not keep up with the demand through sole manual labor. This, on the surface, seems like a bug, right? Or a fault of the capitalist system, when in reality it is a feature of it, and a good one at that. You see, while this technically laid off many workers in the short term, it freed them up for other work that was not so intensive. This is the beauty of machinery and economies of scale. Like we said in, in episode one, humans would choose not to work if they had the choice. If, if all their basic needs were met, they would choose not to work and simply live in leisure, live in and play, enjoy things with their family, etc. Because work is labor. Labor is and has always been a toll on the body and mind. But with the advancements of technology, this changed and people lived higher quality lives, wealthier lives. Their time was freed up now that all their basic needs for survival were starting to be automated. Food, water, bread, transportation, communication. The revolutions in these industries, yeah, they, they put people out of work temporarily, but their standard of living increased. And the next job they found would not be as dangerous, time-consuming, or draining as the last job that was automated. However, despite the industrial leaps, Britain failed to keep its place as an economic superpower compared to America in the later 1800s. Why? When we look at the Victorian era Britain, the most powerful empire in the world at the time, it had a stable monarchy government and wealthy in large part due to its early industrialization. However, they had a sort of crony capitalist economy um, where British literature wiki states quote the government was influenced by the wealthy to invest in luxury rather than promote protection for its workers harsh working conditions were the result including brutal child labor and coal mines etc end quote also to add to this the existing social structure was so rooted 
in in the English culture, the British culture, that it hindered its economic progress compared to up and coming economies like America. You see, in in all other empires, for all of human history, a social hierarchy has always existed. If you were born of royal blood, then you were automatically seen as more prestigious or royal, right, than everyone else. Again, again, you know, born of peasant, like we said, you were seen as less, and this was not only how people perceived you, but also how you perceived you, because you know, we all today know of the family members who try and tell you to play it safe, get a nice 9 to 5 job, lay low, don't risk chasing your dreams, etc. Basically telling you to stay in your class, right? I was, um, I was on, a, on, a, on a road trip up to a soccer tournament uh, in the Bay Area with uh, my college team. And I, I was talking to my Danish friend who's in the passenger seat. And we were talking about, you know, comparing the, the economies and, and the, the, the quality of life, the just the lifestyle from from Denmark to here and um, we we're speaking of this and he said you, you know yeah you know in Denmark we have a common saying in in society or families that roughly translates to and don't kind of quote me on this but it you know this is kind of what he said he said be, be happy with what you have and don't do too much um, I tried to find this quote but it was roughly something like that and it's basically discouraging people to shoot for the stars because because life is you know good just to just as it is, right? Kind of be grateful for what you have, etc. Kind of focus on family or these simple pleasures. And there's nothing wrong with that, again, you know. But to have the freedom to do so, to, to, to reach, to step out of your bounds and to reach for more. You know what I mean? Um, even if you are dirt poor, like that is what America gave people. Um, this whole kind of stay in your class, this is culture, is social conditioning. That was the norm for many societies until America came along. In America, there was no monarchy. The power to the people, a government only there to protect people's basic intrinsic human rights, national security, and the rest was privatized. It did not matter where you came from or what color you were. These values were inscribed into our constitution, a constitution so concrete and resolute and grand that it has sustained the life of a great nation for centuries with people from all over the world and creeds of all kinds. America was built on certain values that held each individual intrinsically equal under God. This equality under God is also a separate thread, but there is a reason why it must be God. It must be a divine being at the center of all this that, that holds each person equal and why God-driven nations have historically always thrived and grown rich and stable. Rumors about America and its economic freedom spread to the old world leading to a migration of nearly 12 million immigrants in the time period between 1870 and 1900. The USA was the first nation in history to experiment with capitalism on a large scale, with millions of people from different cultures and origins, never before seen. Let me be clear, capitalism was never invented. It is the natural order of things. It is simp simply barter, an exchange for goods and services. The higher the value you bring to the market, the more you get paid in money or any currency that your economy uses. The government in a capitalist economy plays little to no part in the means of production, meaning that we had a huge free market system. Prices were determined by supply and demand. Demand was determined by the quality and the price of a product, while supply was determined by the demand of that product. It is a beautiful dance between these two natural forces of supply and demand that occurs when people are left to their own devices. Broadly speaking, uh, an example here, if a producer 
price is something too high, but the quality is low, less people will buy it. If less people buy it, then they have a surplus of supply, meaning they aren't selling shit and therefore not making money. So either they have to improve the quality or lower the price until they find an equilibrium. On the other hand, if they price something too low with high quality, then more people will buy it. This means that they will operate at a shortage, meaning that they are selling too much for the rate that they can produce. They don't have enough supply. They fix this by either raising the prices or sacrificing quality in favor of speed, right? The rate at which they, they produce. Uh, this fails long term, think McDonald's. But in and out for example, is operating at a slight shortage. The shortage is seen when the line wraps around the fucking block. Yes, they feed everybody eventually, but at that point it's not fast food anymore. The shortage is seen in the time spent by the customer in line. The thing is, America was this way, it was economically free. Quoting Peter Schiff's appearance on Occupy Wall Street. It's a YouTube video that I highly recommend you check out. Um, I've seen the, the, the full video, it's like more than an hour long, but there's also a short one, it's like 19 minutes. Um, but quoting him here, and I quote, America in the 1950s, for example, they paid the highest wages in the world, much higher than we do today, yet we produced the cheapest stuff. Our products cost less than products produced anywhere else in the world. So how was it that we can pay the highest wages but produce the lowest cost stuff. This was because we had more capital and we had more capital because we had lower taxes and fewer regulations." End quote. Today we don't see that at all. What we see is called crony capitalism. Government has stuck its big fat ugly head into the economy and demanded money from the private sector by taxing everyone. In particular, the rich. And it just so happens that the rich own the jobs. Therefore, no jobs for the poor. You idiots. Here's what people today who aren't economically literate don't know. Government regulations in the economy always hurt the people they are intending to help. Minimum wage, for example, hurts entry-level workers because now the government is forcing businesses to pay workers a certain wage. Well, guess what? They're not going to hire them if they're not worth the cost. Understand that a company can't just magically take advantage of its workers and pay them as little as, it, as uh, the company wants. Socialists vastly underestimate the freedom of choice and rationale that each individual has, right, to choose a job. Labor also needs to be competed for. Remember this. If one company doesn't pay a worker what he or she is worth, then that worker will seek another company that does. And another company will. That's the thing. Companies compete for the highest value labor. They want the best workers and are willing to pay the best prices for the best workers. Therefore, if you are deemed more valuable, you will get a promotion or get a better job, etc. Government does not have money. They only redistribute money from the rich to the poor in the form of taxes. At the end of the law, there's a barrel of a gun forcing you to do as the government says. Socialism is this. Communism is this. Both are systems where government has the power to take control of private property and redistribute the wealth. Both essentially are the same thing. To use a simple analogy, socialism is the edge of a cliff that falls into a bottomless pit. Socialism is the bottomless pit. The means of production here is owned by the government. This means that there is no incentive to work harder because the profits aren't yours. Remember this. People only, there's only an incentive to work harder if people have a stake in the business. They, they, they risk something 
um, they, they risk their savings, so they must win, right? Government doesn't own money, so they're not risking shit. Have you ever been to the DMV? Have you ever been to any government-run service? It's shit, but you have to go through it. They have no incentive to be better. It's just, you know, this is how socialism will look like. Except fucking everywhere, dude. Socialism works until the government runs out of other people's money. Remember this. Therefore, it does not work. It never has. It never will. Kids and liberals advocating for socialism truly, truly do not understand what it is. Either they're lying to themselves or have never actually owned a functioning competitive competitive private business or provided some sort of service with sizable profits. It's, socialism is seen as a solution to poverty because of the wealth gap, right? They say that you know socialism will equalize everybody. Yes, it will make everybody poor. Look at Venezuela, Cuba, Russia. Karl Marx, a socialist and the father of communism himself, a true lazy fat douchebag, said it himself, and I quote, the theory of communists may be summed up in the single sentence, ab abolition of private property, end quote. So, you know, it is what it is. It's abolition of private property. They say that because all the, all the private property is owned by the rich, right? So they exploit the working class. But in America, in the case of where there is economic mobility, the poor or the working class can become rich. Therefore, you are taking away the incentive for somebody to do that, for somebody to have goals. Therefore, nobody will have goals. Therefore, nobody will fucking work. You know what I mean? If a doctor, right, who got educated, right, and worked his ass off, gets paid the same as a guy who's cooking fries at McDonald's, because under socialism, the doctor's money, the doctor's 90K a year, you know, half of it will go to the other guy because everybody deserves to have equal pay, everybody deserves to have the same opportunity, the same equality, etc. Then what's the doctor going to do? Nothing. He's going to stop working, right? It's only common sense, but apparently common sense isn't that common. In the case of capitalism, even if there still may be a wealth gap, it'll naturally make everybody richer than they were before. The majority of Americans today are rich when compared to citizens around the world. The average American has a car, air conditioner, a $700 smartphone, a laptop, an education. All these things cost money. These indicate a high standard of living when compared to the global population. Yet we all still want to bitch and complain because we are not millionaires with yachts. Who said you deserve one? You sit on your ass all day watching Netflix with Cheeto dust on your fingers and gender studies degree framed on your living room wall acting like you deserve an executive position at a multi-million dollar firm. What have you done? What are you currently doing to upgrade your skill level? How will you become valuable? The answers differ for each sex. We will speak on this later, of course. Much more materi material coming, but these are the basics of, of capitalism. You know, it's, it is a constant natural order of human barter, guys. It's very simple. It will never, never go away. It has not killed anyone. It has not made anyone impoverished. Uh, you know, the thing with when, when we say communism has killed millions of people, hundreds of millions of people, it's because it has, you know, communism is, communism is a form of government taking control of the means of production. And basically, when you take control of the means of production, you, t you take control of private property. When you take control of private property, you, you take control of its people. People need freedom to work. And when you control that, you control the people. You control the source of food, the, the source of basic survival needs. Communism has killed people, make no mistake. Communism says you must 
work under the government, right? Because everybody deserves to be equal. The government will, will handle redistribution. The government will handle your needs for you. Don't worry. You are safe under the government's uh, uh, natural watchful you know, uh, eyes. But it, it, anybody who has ever spoken against a, 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 a communist regime has either been locked behind bars or killed in in this pat in the in the 20th century make no mistake read up on it guys the gulags maoist china blood on communists hands and they try to compare it to oh well people are die every day because of capitalism capitalism never killed anybody where is the law that says that you deserve something you deserve food you deserve my money simply for existing when you are part of a family that is when people are communists you know there's a there's, I think there's like a, a quote that says something like, you know, with my family, I'm a, a, a communist. With my friends, I'm a socialist. Um, with strangers, I'm a capitalist and so forth. Because with your family, right, I mean, you feed people this based on love, it's based on trust. And when you're talking about strangers and kind of scaling your, your business or scaling your services and goods to strangers and people you don't know, when you simply give to people and you don't receive back, I mean, what are you receiving in in, in return, right? With your family, you receive love. With, with your family, you receive, um, you know, purpose, meaning, a family, you know, source of reproduction, I guess, right? Kind of your kids, etc. But with strangers, what do you receive in return? I mean, yes, with friends, you can, you know, pitch um, drinks or buy them foods because they, you know, you receive companionship love etc whatever friendly friendliness um but with strangers the only thing that you can receive in return is money and that money was was given to you and that money represents the time that they spent the labor that they spent and that's simply uh, an iou for the the value that you provide to me whether you sell something or it's a service or whatever the hell you want to do with your life but you know capitalism is simply this capitalism has not killed anybody it's people who have killed people and you cannot, you know, blame. It's like blaming, you know, <clears throat> God. You know what I mean? It's like blaming God because God's church has killed people or God's church has persecuted different religions, you know, God's church. And then kind of blaming God and blaming the the idea of, of, of a religious deity, um, a, a, a divine being simply because there has been corruption in the institutions and this is not this is not the way to to tackle the problem and i see how people can can think of capitalism as um bad or evil or or or, or corrupt um greedy but it is not capitalism itself is not corrupt it is when government gets its hands into the economy that it can become corrupt right um, because government is force um and i see how people say is greedy everybody's greedy make no mistake you know what i mean like everybody wants more everybody wants low prices Every everybody wants the most bang for their buck you know what i mean and if you didn't then why don't you just pay more money in, in taxes you know what i mean like why are you trying to save why are you trying to look for the best deal why didn't you go spend all your money you know what i mean why don't you just give every single penny away to every every person every homeless why don't you give five dollars to to the homeless man every single day, or ten dollars? You know what I mean? Because people are greedy. It's just a basic survival instinct. We we always want the best for us, the best for our family, 
I was looking for the best deal. It's nothing to be, to be you know ashamed about. Obviously, when it comes when money starts controlling your life, that's that's bad. It's always you know have a balance. But you know this is not a fault of a capitalist system where people try to exchange the goods, the services, their time in, in a fair way. So just just know the the difference in this, and hopefully this kind of helped you guys too. You guys, I'm fucking talking to my, talking to myself, but um, yeah, man, it's just about kind of knowing knowing what it what it means and and really kind of um, differentiating it from everything else and knowing that it's it's truly the only way, the only true way of uh, you know, commerce um, in in any um, society. But yeah, I mean, tell tell Junior this, you know, or or else he is destined to be a loser and outcry for higher taxes on the rich in hopes that he gets some of that free money without ever having to hold a hammer much like Karl Marx that motherfucker didn't do shit peace